0: hello i'm anthony and i'm josh and welcome to another episode of the refill part of the 52 and 52 network where we do shorter reviews on movies so today we're going to be talking about war dogs uh it's a new movie from todd phillips with jonah hill and miles teller you guys probably have seen trailers for it uh etc it's kind of a over-the-top-ish movie. It's about these two guys, obviously, Miles Teller, Jonah Hill, who are, like, uh, late 20s, I guess, and they're in Miami. And they early have, 20s. Early 20s, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess they're early 20s. They
1: refer to, like, being 22 and 23, 24.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're in Miami, and they end up, uh, I guess, starting a company to sell weapons and – or weapons contracts with the government, et cetera, et cetera. So – Uh, I don't know. I mean, we both saw it and it's got so-so reviews. I guess I'll start by saying that I kind of thought the movie was, it's so cliche to say, but it's kind of like knockoff Wolf of Wall Street-ish. Same kind of like vibe in the movie, same kind of like tone-ish and, 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 you know, color, etc., and that's, Jonah Hill
1: playing a little bit of a colorful character, and a voiceover by the other main character that yeah. is, which is a Martin Scorsese type thing to do.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was. I mean, you could see the influences, no doubt, and not that they were totally bad. Like that's fine. Obviously, Wolf of Wall Street is held in a little bit higher regard, despite its its issues, and um, much I, it's much higher regard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I, I liked it, the movie enough. I mean there were definitely some problems and it. it wasn't super like – it's not like you get so a let me full add- resolution and like, OK, that was great kind of thing. It just – stuff just kind of happens at the end. So what did you really like
1: about it? Because like this seems like it almost is bordering on like a genre of movie that you just don't have a lot of time for anymore yourself.
0: Um, I thought Jonah Hill was actually pretty good for the I most agree. part. Um I, I died every time he did his laugh, even though even though you knew it was <laughs> coming. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was it was perfect. Um, Even though it was kind of a knockoff-y character, he still sort of brought some life into it. And I thought Miles Tyler was fine. I wish that – I don't know. I wish that there was either like a little bit more conflict or a little bit more just like umph from both of them or maybe just the story because it kind of just – I don't know. The, the setup was good and then it sort of just tailored off at the end and – it sort of had like a big uh, big uh shorty moment with like Bradley Cooper playing Brad Pitt sort of coming in to help these like two friends, et cetera, et cetera. And that's sort of what I got from that character because Bradley Cooper's in it and he's pretty important, but he doesn't even have that many scenes I guess.
1: I yeah, I mean because a lot, a lot of like the revelations about him like happen when he's off screen, his character. Yeah. And like he's very like playing it very, very straight like in its – I don't know. I mean, like, I couldn't, was that guy, like, I guess he was supposed to be, like, he, what was his name? Um, Henry Gerard. Yeah, it sounded like he was supposed to be French. I'm like, is this guy supposed to be foreign, kind of? Or is this, like, an obnoxious American um, that changed his name to something like that? Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I agree with you, too. One, with Jonah Hill, it's like, you look at what he does, like, you mentioned the Wolf of Wall Street thing, and you look at this, and you think, like, is that just going to feel like a knockoff performance that's really nothing that, like... That's that's like just feels like a nothing part compared to what he's already – or like or too much of a cheap knockoff of what he did in the Wolf of Wall Street. And I didn't think so. And I think when you try and – like you have that weird tan and you have him like looking even fatter than he did in the Wolf of Wall Street and he's – hey, he just did the laugh kind of um, – but uh, when you have him, like, doing all that and just saying ridiculous things and doing ridiculous stuff, like, you think it might go over the top and seem a little ridiculous, and it doesn't, um, which I guess is a testament to him as an actor. Like, I, the, the hardest I laughed is probably in the first ten minutes of the movie when they're just, like, driving around in the car and reminiscing, and he's like, yeah, man, we ran shit at Yeshiva. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, yeah. Just like your, your typical Jewish school name in a, like, in, a, in, like a Mi- in, in, like, a Miami or New York or whatever, and he's, like, dead serious, when he's like, yeah, man, we were the badasses at, like, the Jewish day school, yeah. and, like, he was so serious the way he delivered it was like so serious because you know that like we we know it's ridiculous but we also know that character thinks is totally serious and yeah i thought that was totally so i my hardest laugh was in like the first 10 minutes and then like the part where i was like oh yeah this is intense and like the most engaged was like probably the scene in jordan which is like abruptly ended and i don't think like the rest of the movie ever quite reaches that point again no and that's like less than half the way through the movie yeah and i wasn't like totally bored because this is a really interesting story and it's really interesting that like the government got involved with something this ridiculous and so i I wanted to see it through to the end so i wasn't like i wasn't checking out or i wasn't totally bored but i was like your movie peaked really early it's not it's not losing me i don't feel the desire to walk out of here but you didn't really I, i don't really know it's based on a true story and they already took some liberties to begin with so if they had actually made it exciting as exciting as we would have liked it at the end maybe it's almost like too far removed from the actual thing i don't know yeah. but i just think at the end it was just like the, the, you had the whole thing with his character all of a sudden just like trying to ruin a pretty good thing and getting really greedy which i guess makes sense for that character but it was just yeah it, it was of still was, out of nowhere I mean like I get that like he's probably has a much more vindictive and not as reasonable personality as Miles Teller out of nowhere and still not even with what – regardless of whether or not it totally made sense for the character, it still wasn't exactly like the most compelling, exciting thing in the world for a movie of this subject matter to end on.
0: Yeah, because you have like – I don't know. I mean I thought the relationship between Miles Teller and Anna was – Pretty interesting, at least, in sort of like how they're going to deal with not being married and having a kid and not really having any money, et cetera. And then, sort of like you know, tripping over this pot of gold, basically, right? And I, then they sort of—I don't know—they they don't ignore it the rest of the way, but they they show you just enough to keep you like, okay, it's there. But then, his his relationship with her, you're, yeah, you're like okay. I, I just don't think it was as. Uh, Yeah, and all of a sudden it gets, like, really, because,
1: like, you know, I guess we're not doing a spoiler section for this, and it's not really a spoiler to say, like, things don't go well in his marriage for a time or or relationship for a time, but it's, like, all of a sudden she's, like, finding all this shit that he's hiding around the apartment and, like, calling him out on shit, and it's, like, as far as we knew, like, they were running a fairly legitimate business that was going well, like, we didn't know he'd, we knew, like, their deal, whatever was going on overseas was a little, um, I forgot what country they go to, um, oh, god, um, it was a small uh, – what yeah. was the, What was the country? Uh, not Armenia. Um, yeah, like something remember. like yeah. – All right. I'll figure that out. But I mean it was like we knew that was sketchy, but like, it made it seem like a lot of their other operation was sketchy because she's just like pulling out shit that he's hiding around the apartment and lying about. And it's like yeah. we didn't realize – we felt like we did miss a little bit of a step in yeah. his relationship with her.
0: Yeah. I think that they were – there was just a little thing missing, and I think that that could have – I don't know, maybe brought the script to life a little bit because you know that Malice Teller is sort of like doing this for his family and doing this for his kid, but then it's sort of, it's you're sort of, you feel so detached to it that it doesn't really land at the end. It's
1: Albania, that's where Albania, you're right.
0: Albania, yeah. And, and I don't know, I just, I thought she was pretty good and they had some pretty good scenes together. And then she's sort of like concerned wife abroad for the rest of the movie. And it just, I don't know, it's whatever. And, you know, they have this conflict with these friends and, and it's a legitimate conflict, but then it also just sort of fizzles too. There's not like a redeeming resolution really in in the but in the mean, relationships, but, I guess. But I mean I like I, I don't want to knock the movie for that though, because it's like
1: based on a true story. These guys got in legal trouble, like it makes sure. sense that they that they wouldn't like have any kind of other resolution beyond the point where they got arrested. Yeah. But I'm just wondering like like we're we're, we're we're like these are legitimate points I felt like we raised about like his relationship with his wife and maybe it maybe skipping a couple steps with um his relationship with Jonah Miles Teller and Jonah Hill's relationship but I mean is there like if they fill in those blanks like I still feel like the movie doesn't like um have the right flow um as far as just hitting a climax at the right point towards yeah. the end. Like it's just like, oh, we boxed up some shit, and we shouldn't have boxed up some shit in the way we boxed up that shit, yeah, and it's like that's the end. It's like I mean, is I'm just trying to think like I mean, do you think there's any way that you can make that movie a little more exciting at the end like if is there a way maybe you you write those scenes with him and Jonah Hill a lot better because they're capable actors, like they're really good, and yeah. you you can make you could make instead of it just being like them randomly yelling at each other and tearing up a contract, and that being it, maybe you make that like a like a, like almost like a ten minute set piece with just the two of them like a really intense one on one conversation yeah and I think that would if you if you've set up the stuff with the relationship before that pretty well and then you get to that and you have a one in one scene like that I think they're more than capable of handling good material like that and don't know if Todd Phillips is capable of writing that material yeah but. <laughs> Um, but like, I think, I feel like that might be like the best answer as, as, as far as like just a way that we could have had a bit, a bit more of a climax as opposed to just like having the most exciting thing be that chase and Jordan.
0: Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like there's bones of a good movie, but it's just mm-hmm. in it, the movie isn't, I don't think it's, it's bad, right? It's not like a bad movie. We've seen some terrible fucking movies recently, but this mm-hmm. is just one of those movies where it's just sort of in between. And that's almost like the worst part is that you either want it to be like laughably bad or you want it to strive to be much better. But it didn't even really strive to be much better. It was just like, hey, this is what it's going to be, kind of confrontational, not really, here are some problems, Uh, this is what happened. And then it's just like, okay.
1: So do you think this is actually uh – I mean, I'm trying to think because, like, I, I, I think that's an interesting point you raised right there about, like, maybe preferring something to be laughably bad because with some of the crappy movies we talked about before, we, like, we spent a lot of time at the beginning of the year after we saw a totally awesome movie called The Fifth Wave Ooh, and how we were comparing it to other stuff in that genre and how it's like, oh, well, something like Divergent takes itself way too seriously for the cowboy movie that it actually is. Yeah. We enjoy, like, The Fifth Wave not thinking it's too good, but, like, would you rather go sit through A Fifth Wave or War Dogs?
0: um i don't know that's a tough question yeah
1: I, 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 I guess we had a lot of fun at the fifth way that's yeah, yeah. we had a
0: lot of fun yeah. at that movie and the thing is but the other thing was i was i don't want to say i was excited to see this movie but we've talked about miles teller a little bit and we want good things for him and he really needs a good movie to come out soon yeah and that's so weird. i was just going you know it was like a tuesday night i don't you know i have not started work i'm just like let me go see this movie and you know it was whatever i had some popcorn and i went home and i didn't really think about it until we started talking about it so
1: yeah whereas like i like i even enjoyed listening back to our fifth wave podcast i think it's just a way to see like maybe i mean maybe it's more enjoyable for us like maybe it doesn't make it (laughs) but like it might it might not make as much it might make more money than it would be if it was bad like that and be a little better received by the critics and it's better for the actors involved but as far as a movie going experience maybe something like the fifth wave is better although this is like a much better movie than something like I, mean, I know these are, those are different genres, but I'm just talking about as far as the the level of what we got out of them. And I'd say like this is still – even if it's kind of bleh, it's still like at least a better execution, executed version of bleh than like something like the Divergent movies. Yeah, so. I
0: think that's a good way to put it. It's it's still like right in that middle tier of not trying hard enough to be really good, but it's it has some enjoyable moments and it's pretty lighthearted for the most part. I mean there's some serious shit, but it's never like serious shit music like, oh my god. It's just sort of like – you know, movies are serious shit, but it's not where, that serious.
1: Where do you stand on the Hangover movies?
0: Uh, one is good. Two and three, pretty fucking terrible. I don't think I ever saw three.
1: Um, so, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess it, it is safe to say this is like his best movie since the first Hangover. Um, yeah, and, yeah I and like, And then it's like, I guess, oh, I don't really know what else he's done besides Old School and Road Trip, um, if anything else. So, I like I mean, both of
0: those movies, though.
1: So yeah, I mean, like this is, I guess, kind of in the middle for him as far as stuff that he's done, and he
0: did. I mean, I think, and Hutch. Right, 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 right.
1: I don't think. Right. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. I mean, I liked it better than the second two Hangovers for sure. Um, but yeah, so like, obviously, just like a, we didn't, we could have seen a version of this movie that we really liked, but it wasn't absolutely terrible. At least, my, at least it's like not. As for, for Miles Teller's sake, it's, like, not Fantastic Four. And uh, <laughs> a, 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 as we record this, we're, like, a day away from Bleed for This, his new boxing movie, debuting at the Venice Film Festival, or Tell Telluride, one of those two. So, like, I'm uh, getting, hopefully, like, his... Um, rise back to greatness will continue and this is just like a small step in the long on that road
0: yeah so i mean this movie isn't like offensively bad like any of the dc movies that have ever come out um (laughs) but it's not like you know you don't go home and you're like hey go see war dogs if your friend's like hey should i go see it and you're just like uh whatever you can see it if you if you want to go see a movie sure but it's not like anything that's gonna uh you know Finish I'd probably, I'd probably recommend, like,
1: yeah, I'd probably, I'd, if someone asked me what to see, like, if they want to go to the movies, I'd, like, recommend something for them I really like on Netflix as opposed to this, even if, yeah. it's, like, a really slow time for movies, like, even more slow than, like, the last couple of podcasts where you keep saying it slow, like, there's just <laughs> not a lot of new stuff coming out in the next few weeks, but, I mean, if you really just want to go out to the movies, then, like, sure.
0: Yeah, and it'll probably be in the movies longer than some of the smaller movies just because of its cast and its director and its budget, but otherwise, you know... Wait a, yeah, couple, s- wait a couple months, and then we'll have some, God willing, we'll have some good recommendations for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we had a good session on that, so thank you, guys. Um, please give us a follow on our new Twitter handle, 52and52pod. Um, we'll be tweeting from that. And, of course, uh, find me on Twitter at aklambake. A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E.
1: I'm at Josh Chernavoi, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y.
0: And if you want to email us, we have our podcast email, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time.